So this was an interesting practice, collecting our inspirations into a collage two minutes at a go. How did it go? What are we going to practice next? We're going to find out right now. Welcome to the Two Minute Practice Podcast. Here, the hosts of the Lean Into Art Podcast explore and encourage you to join us in trying all kinds of different creative activities that help us practice things related to making our art, exploring, growing in our business practice, and even trying things for a healthy lifestyle. We'll talk about what we practiced recently, things we saw in the community, and then we'll highlight a new idea for us all to practice next. Two minutes is a findable amount of time to try things. My name is Jersey Drozd. I'm a cartoonist and teaching artist. And I'm Rob Stenzinger. I'm a UX designer, interactive maker, and teaching artist. Good to see you again, Rob. Ah, good to see you, Jersey. Hi. So we, uh, I, I teased it out at the top, what yeah. our practice was. We were collecting inspirations into a collage. Do we care to explain any more about that or just dive into where it came from? Ah, uh, I think... I think let's just unpack it and see where see where it goes. There's there's a lot of yeah, lot there's always more to it than the simple uh the the surface feature of like all right, let's do this thing two minutes at a time and then yeah, there's always more to it. So, how how was there more <laughs> to it for you? Uh this was an interesting practice for me in that it felt very adaptable and mobile. Oh. And what I mean by that is, is that I decided that the tool I was going to use for my practice was the uh, online browser-based app Canva, uh, which is a, you know, it's a, what is it, a browser-based design application, right? Where you can use stock photography and text and upload your own design elements and make all sorts of different kinds of graphics for the internet, but also you can make index or uh, greetings cards and other kinds of material. It's like... Quark Express, but on the internet, right? And I'm sending that message back to 1996 <laughs> Jersey, who would say, what? You can't do that Netscape Navigator. The, yes, you can. You just you dropped can. a whole <laughs> group of floppies. You were trying to install it, and then you were like, what? Drop. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. I don't need yeah. these anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right, the Daisy Chain floppy disks. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, think of all those <laughs> floppies. Good, at least I would guess four to fourteen floppies. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So anyway, um, so what that meant was is that I could do it at my desk. I could also do it on the phone. I conducted some of my practices while I was in my backyard watering the garden. Right. I just had Whoa. like, oh, it's time to go water water the garden. So I'm standing there with my hose going, you know, like this. And I had my phone in my other hand. And I'm like grabbing inspiration, like with a two minute timer. So it's like that it, it next fit level. more. <laughs> it just it wound up fitting into more places because of its adaptability in terms of what are you really doing? You're grabbing images off the internet that represent things that inspired you as a creative person, right? Hmm. Uh, I didn't set up any uh, constraints on in terms of like what media, right? Like uh, whether, but my inspirations tended to fall around comics. It was mostly comic stuff. Surprise, surprise. But there were some films and cartoons too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that, that it's obviously it's not surprising. I am really curious though. Like the experience of grabbing those images. Um, is there anything worth highlighting? Like how the heck you did that, right? Because I'm. I assume you didn't. Did you search inside Canva? 
to do this? No, 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 no. Wait. I just, so I, I had a browser, I had Canva open and then I had a browser window open on Google image search, image search. And so uh, I took two minutes. Some of the sessions were just image acquisition, right? That's all I had time for. I'm looking up a few things and timer went off before I could get it imported into Canva. So some other sessions were importing them and arranging them in Canva. Oh. So the, the, the activities became very discreet in terms of fitting it into the two minutes and like what I was actually doing. So there was the first handful of sessions were more of just gathering references into my downloads folder on my phone. Right. Ah, that makes sense. Okay. I, I I'm and, just and, curious because yeah. that like making that piece like extra usable and, and efficient would be, would be super cool. Um, and, uh, yeah. but it's it just, you know, web browser tools, saving images, uh, into a folder is what I'm hearing. Okay. And then, and then, yeah, the, when I was watering the garden, what, two nights ago, I had Canva open and I was uploading the images and that took, you know, a good 30 seconds or so. And then, you know, I had another minute and 30 seconds left to quickly arrange them onto the canvas. And it's not a super artful collage, but it is a record of things that motivate and move me. There was also a little bit of time spent thinking about which specific comic am I thinking of? Like some, some immediately come to mind and I can actually switch to my oh, example yeah. here. So like spectacular Spider-Man issue 200 was a pivotal comic in my youth. Like it was one that like really just like kind of threw me and I felt like, really arrested by it. And it, it was the combination of J.M. DeMattis' writing and Sal Buscema's art and also my relationship with the character Spider-Man. But that that was a very important issue. It was easy for me to recall, okay, I'm going to get the cover of issue 200 of you know, Spectacular Spider-Man. Other things like Matsutsuki Yamakami's Loop in the Third series, I don't have a specific issue that I would say, like, this is the one. I just know the series in general. So like that became, you know, okay, just find an image of the, the characters together in his style. One that took more time than I anticipated was uh, Silver Age DC Comics. So Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen was one of my very first comic series I ever read, um, the 1960s ones. And I know it's had a, a pretty large impact on my worldview as a cartoonist. But finding a cover from an issue that I had, because I don't remember the numbers, that one became a little bit more difficult. So I spent... Some of these images took me more time than others to find the exact image that represents, oh, I had that issue, or this is an image from a specific moment that moved me, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah, that was a little bit of a hang-up for me, too. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, let's talk about your experience. Well, um, okay. I I had sort of the the before the practice thinking about what, I, what I'm going to do with this. And because I didn't jump in right away, I, I started like late in the first week of the two week cycle. And, um, and that first part was like, how is this going to work? Because for some reason, I get hung up on collages. And, uh, <laughs> and because of mood boards, because mood, it, it reminds me a lot of mood boards. And they're very, um, it's a useful mechanism to say, here you go, look at this group of things with this rough intent and be affected by it. Now go do make something, right? And that that that's like, uh, or you can get extra specific about, oh, it's meant to have, um, you know, this color palette, but this sort of, you know, this other one has, you know, we're supposed to, let's say you're using a combination of, of um, you know, squishy cartoon characters and very, 
sharp cartoon characters. So make sure you're borrowing different things. Whatever it is, it's like you got this palette of ideas, and I don't know. And I've 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 never loved any tool I've used to make a mood board or or a collage. Um, so so then it's I'm like I I better think about this just for a minute before I jump in. Because I, I would have let multiple two-minute practices by just staring at the wall, like, uh, "Where's this gonna go?" But, mm. um, but I, but I said, "Okay, just do the image search, grab the images. Don't worry about that." Because uh, I thought I could just, you know, snap photos of books on my shelves and whatnot. That'd be easy enough, right? Mm. But then mm. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, eh, a couple of easy ways. Image search way faster, so that got picked, and then. Uh, but then that collage thing, and I thought, okay, guess what? I don't have it solved. Don't worry about it. Just don't think about it. Get the images. Yeah. So I did. Um, but and by all so means, what I'm hearing please, in there, yeah. Uh, I want yeah, to make sure what I'm hearing in there layering in your experience on top of this too, back and forth, because you know. Well, I, I also want to like repeat what I think I hear in my own words in order to check for understanding and also for inculcation and etc. But what I'm hearing in there is like the two minute constraint put you up against a previously unsolved, I don't want to say hang up, but maybe proclivity for for thinking about mood boards. Mm -hmm. And it sort of compelled you in the end to abandon that quest out of it, it, it really made you like be efficient about like, well, what is the ultimate thing I have to ship here? Right. What's what's is is the content more important or is the presentation more important? Well, presentation always counts, but maybe presentation can be dialed back in order to get content out, even if it's inelegant. That sounds yeah reasonable. Very very reasonable. It's because uh, I thought it doesn't matter. Right. the The aesthetic of this collage isn't important. The information architecture of this collage isn't important. Uh, whereas, yeah. I mean, it could be if depending on what this tool is for, because again, if I'm, if I meant to sort of retrace my steps about my intent for this image versus that one and all, you know, I could have a lot of different categorizations and arrangements, but I didn't, I said that, okay, I just need to get a bunch of images onto one, uh, canvas in the end. And what's really funny is I didn't pick Canva. I've been using Canva for everything lately. They should <laughs> totally be a sponsor. And that's you yeah. know something to, worth looking into at some point um, because I have found a lot of really good utility for it and I've enough to where I bought a license. And uh, But I ended up using something that I, I just uh, I used um, Sketch App, which I haven't kept upgraded, but it still works. And um, Sketch App is sort of like a... Um, Adobe Illustrator competitor with a little bit of a, it's also for helping folks who lay out, you know, interactive stuff. And it's, it tries to do that so you can export assets really efficient, efficiently. And, and, um, I've used it for laying out, um, mini comics and all kinds of stuff. It's a pretty good app. Um, but sketch app, is that it? Um, is that it? Is that I not don't it? I think so. Um, it wouldn't. Uh, be, it wouldn't. So this is the thing where I think it's only on Mac. So that's someone uh, saying I know a popular app. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to show up as that. It's like going to a party. Like you know who, who's famous right now. You know what? 
I'm going to put that on my name tag. Um, anyway. All right. Well, let me see if this is it. Is this what that I'm is looking it. for? That, that's it. Okay. Right. Okay. So this is actual <laughs> Sketch App. We, you're, you're getting to meet them as opposed to like, you know, <laughs> some person <laughs> dressed up as Sketch App. Like, oh, sure, I'm Sketch App. Hi. I know I, I, all I the just, sketches. This is totally an aside, but it's 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 funny, so it's worth going into. Is I just came across an article recently where it was like the most heinous sort of appropriation, or rather, it, uh, store brand renaming of a product to be to align it closely to a popular name brand product, right? And so instead of like you know, it's, instead of Dr Pepper, it's Dr Rocket Soda. It's Kroger's Dr Rocket. Don't you want to drink it? <laughs> uh, and the one that they had, when I've talked about on the podcast before, is Panburger Partner, which was the, the, the instead of Hamburger Helper, it was Panburger Partner. And I I bought that when I lived in Phoenix and I kept the box for years because it made me so happy. Like Ann and I were just like, well, if we ever decide to start calling ourselves partners instead of husband and wife, we'll go, this is my Panburger Partner. And I actually found a YouTube video of a guy incensed. He was so angry that somebody would call a product Panburger Partner. It's him, it's him screaming, leave Britney alone into the screen without Hamburger Helper. Anyway, so yes, I showed you first, everybody, the Panburger Partner version of SketchUp. <laughs> but here is the proper <laughs> hamburger helper version of Sketch App. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, on a, there's a lot of good possible possible stories and adventures with the with the with the lookalike gangs out there. Um, but or even sound alike. Anyway, that yeah, the first one wasn't Sketch App. But Sketch App I've I've had for a long time and and I just was like, okay, I remember it, it does the whole distribute things vertically and horizontally quickly, right? And uh, and I'm like, yeah, I'll give that a try. And of course, when I did it, it it looked like garbage. So then I ended up um, quickly, you know, rearranging them just manually, fairly randomly. Anyway, that's uh, and and I suppose I'll, I'll actually show. Um, this oh, is, here we go. Let me go to you. Okay, and yeah, so this is, you know the um you know the the thumbnails i grabbed uh just doing image search and uh it's you know again after thinking through how am i going to do this and then i did about what four sessions of image you know fetching uh because i thought um the other thinking through ahead of time was um what are the, the categories of things of that that really affect me and and are part of the reason of of like what i do right and um so then there's there's things let me I can zoom in a little bit uh you know uh the TurboGrafx 16 very in influential game system for me um and uh a couple games from there would be uh you know Bomberman 93 I actually you know played Bomberman for a few years before that there was a um there's this special uh, uh bundle CD you could get um, it was actually the first home-based CD-ROM system that that you could get. Um, it was before they were on, available for PCs and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of like, look at this fancy thing. And then when you play a game like um, the the one that's spelled with a letter Y S, it's pronounced East. So East Book One and Two, it was just epically huge, which is wild, and it had all these amazing soundtracks. And then some kind of like, um, um, oh, sort of animation 
put to music things that wasn't like, you know, directly, it wasn't like fully a cartoon embedded in the game, but it was really super mind blowing for the time. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, pretty fun action, uh, um, action RPG. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and I, and, and it's one that I played for so long because of having so much time as, you know, childhood growing up and all that. But then, yeah, and then Devil's Crush. Those are huge. But then, of course, there's things like, I mean, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Play the heck out of that. It's a few years old now, but it's not that, not as old as Bomberman, Devil's Crush, and East. Um, but, like, you know, so games are on here, but also, you know, Iron Maiden and Metallica, um, things from other eras of gaming, right? So, you know, sure, when I was uh, a younger you know, uh, tween on up to teenage years to my 20s and 30s and all that uh, because, you know, Sonic Adventure. I bought the Dreamcast on its release date of, you know, oops, September 9th, 1999. And, um, you know, I had uh, I had a... I know a lot of people go up and down about Sonic Adventure as, you know, it's not a good game, whatever. But, like, I thought the narrative was amazing. It was one of the first places where I saw you got to play as different characters and you, and you went through the same boss fight uh, um, as the playable and then non-playable character back in, you know, at, at different times. So, like, when you fought Robotnik at, at mm. Tails, um, Tails' workshop, and then you fought him as Sonic at first, you heard different dialogue than when you fought him as Tails later on. And it's just revealing two different you know, ways of looking at the mm. world, right? And awesome, right? I was like, that, that is, I mean, it's stuff I carried with me. Ghost Rider, I saw that a, a comic on the shelf um, as a later teen. Uh, it was number 18. It was, it's this, you know, um, it's, it's this one with, you know, uh, it's a skull on fire inside of a, um, you know, a, a, a sweet uh, metal studded uh, leather jacket. I mean, seriously, this was arresting yep. and it was in my hands before I started thinking, I was like, I'm going to buy this. So, and then I got to learn about Danny, <laughs> Danny Ketch as Ghost Rider. And I was like, who the heck's Johnny Blaze? Um, that came later on. Yeah, you know Johnny Blaze shows up in the in the series, but um, anyway, yeah. so anime music, um, Dungeons and Dragons was hugely influential in my early childhood. Um, the the kinds of you know fantasy, you know painting and drawing things I wanted to draw the the my style of drawing and sketching and all that kind of stuff came from there. Uh, understanding comics, hugely influential book before I really made comics. I was working on a game that I thought could be vastly um, infused with the language of comics, uh, you know, right around, you know, 2003 or so when I, when I read that book. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, more recent stuff for me, My Hero Academia. Anyway, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, so a few books, a few movies, all that stuff mixed in, and that's what I did. And my gosh, one of my biggest things when I look at this is I just think of all the stuff that I, I'm like, oops, I missed a bunch, <laughs> you know, like this is yeah. Yeah. super not representative of, of um, like all the things that, that I find are uh, deeply resonant and, and it, my work is influenced by and stuff in different ways in different medium, mm. you know, like, yeah. like, what do you do? You, yeah, do you look I, at that, your list and you're like, oops, I forgot. Uh, 
Oh, I would. I I don't want to say oops. I I I think I said good enough. It's a uh, I. So I walked into this with an attitude of this is going to be cursory. This is definitely because two minutes at a go is going to like having done like real deep dives into my biography and my history um, for some other reasons recently. Um, I was really in touch with how time consuming and intensive that can be. I mean, you've done this when you do like your yearly look back, right? It was like a yearly valuation of like what happened last year. What do we want to do next year? Mm-hmm. You know, I remember you did that. Oh, was it two years ago where you did that like full audit? Yeah, it was a while your... back, yeah. But experience inventory yeah. is, yeah. I've That's got a right. whole article about that. Yeah, that was uh, exhaustive and uh, a lot of work. So that was like sort of on my mind when we first conceived of this exercise or this mm. practice. So I said, okay, one is going to be cursory. I know it's not going to be fully representative of who I am. Uh, and I think that that liberated me a little bit because I think I, f- I felt a, an initial twinge of, oh, this is going to be a, like a, a piece of art that represents Jersey Droz, the artist. I'm like, <laughs> oh, just, just put that aside for a second. You're not that important, kid. Let's just have fun with something and let's, let's be playful with it and let's understand that it's going to be a, a cross-section by no means the whole of you. And the second thing I told myself is, Let's follow the principle of put an object on the wall and respond to it with the next objects you put on the wall. So like when you see behind me, um, when you're looking at my, you know, I get a lot of comments about this wall whenever I meet people on Zoom and like there's a lot of stuff there. And I'm like, oh, wow, it looks so planned out. I'm like, well, it is and it isn't. It's like I sort of like start with like what's a, a, a really important thing to me. Like, for instance, this battle cat. Uh, animation frame from Masters of the Universe. I'm like, boom, that goes there. All right, how do I respond to that? And everything else becomes a, a decision-making process of responding to the initial first move. So by no means, it's by no means strategic, and I didn't go at it that way. Like for mine, I just thought, okay, some are going to be larger than others, and I'll try to imply importance through size, but I'm not going to be even that worried about it because some things would have to move in order to like maximize the space and get all of my images in there. Um so some images represented a broader swath of things. So for instance, there's the Colossus of New York that's in there, which is the second row first and the left. And that just represents my love of monster movies, like corny, weird, imaginative, and bizarre monster movies uh, are one of my favorite things. Uh, Kim Possible's on there. Well, not Kim Possible per se, but representing that whole period of animation. Mm. Um, the, you know, like the late 90s, early aughts animation period. I just used her as a placeholder for that. Some were very specific, right? Derek Kirk Kim is on there. And Derek Kirk Kim, I haven't told the story in a long time, but his book, Same Difference, was so powerful when I, when I read it as a webcomic. It was the only time in my entire life I ever thought, maybe I don't have any business doing this stuff. Like, maybe maybe it's time for me to figure out some other line of work because the best the best comic has been made. And there's no point in even trying after reading that. Like, it really gave me an existential crisis. Whoa. Um, so... Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I actually got to tell him that, and he didn't know what to do with that. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs> um, it's like hot potato with anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> and it was years later, so I was like, no, 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 I'm here. I'm at a festival with you. I make comics still. I overcame it. But I just want to say, your work was so profoundly powerful. Um, anyway, you know, so... Yeah, so there's some things that are very specific. Crisis and in Infinite Earths number three is the book that I cite as being the one that made me decide that that moment that, that all I'm going to care about from here on is comics. 
other ones are more vague like the transformers and he-man image captures represent like afternoon 80s cartoons yes i think about transformers and he-man a lot more than others but they sort of like are standing in for an entire range of stuff silverhawks thundercats you know pole position saturday supercade etc etc so yeah i i i knew that mine was not going to be gorgeous but it was going to be like in two minutes can i think of how much can i think of and how much can i grab yeah, that's so. that is really great. I I roughly landed on that, but then have uh, just little pangs. It's not, um, it's not you know huge regret or anything, but just noticing like it's like forgetting to invite a friend to a party or something. Where I'm like, Robotech's not mm -hmm. there. What really? Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, wasn't in mine either. Yeah, yeah. Snoopy and, and I didn't put I didn't put. I didn't put any music in mine, right? There's like a lot of music that I have a lot of affection for and stuff that like sort of stands as a fulcrum point of different developmental cycles of my life, right? Like mm. the, like George Harrison is like, like when I was 22, my God, George Harrison was all there was, all I thought about in terms of music. So things like that, I didn't put that in there. So mm. yeah, hmm. um, yeah, I, 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 it's sort of like preemptively forgave myself, I guess. Um, and I think it was, uh, again, because I had a lot of proximity to some deep dive uh, research material on my own history that was, it took a lot. It uh, it asked a lot of me. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I was set up for success <laughs> there. Right. Let's uh, let's have more fun than, uh, you know, worrying about being, being thorough and stuff. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, it's pragmatic and, and I, I think <clears throat> pretty helpful. And, and, and overall I'd say I, I ended up going there, but, um, hmm. but I don't have a recent like deep dive that I've, that I've done like that. And yeah, cause I understand the sting of it. Cause after I did the experience inventory, I thought, yeah, I'm going to do this again. And I've never done it again. <laughs> <clears throat> no, it, it, as I'm, as I'm exploring this, I'm hearing the words in my head that like, for me, I'm constantly on a seesaw of having faith in myself that I can ship and not having faith in myself in that I need to make sure that I don't let myself go down these primrose paths, right? Mm. There, there are ways that I can easily find myself lost because I get too excited and fascinated about certain things. So I sort of, there's like another Jersey who steps in. He's, he's like the Bert to Ernie in this Jersey uh, dyad in my head is that like, he's like, okay, well, I know how you get when you get creative. So I'm going to, I'm going to put up these orange cones here. You don't cross this line. You, <laughs> you let that divert you. You go over there when they mm. see the orange cones, you know? Um, so yeah, I almost feel like that's a lead into art topic is this idea of like having faith in yourself and also not trusting yourself and like how that, that interplay can help you, uh, accomplish create creative, or at least I, I move between those two modes a lot when I'm being creative. Um, yeah, I th I didn't I wouldn't have put those words to it, but yeah, I think there's a lot of utility in that in that topic worth uh worth diving into. Maybe a uh, you know, work creative work conversation future future episode. Nate, that sounds like a plan. So, how about we take a break and then we'll conclude our thoughts on this stuff that we're talking about about uh and and choose our next practice. We got to mm -hmm. choose another practice. So you do. All right. We get to. All right. Yes. Yes, we get to. We have the opportunity to engage with another practice. Yeah. Uh, so, if so, how about I play some music while I do this? 
If this is helping you think and do useful creative work, a way to, to help this project, this show, is to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash leanintoart, uh, or leanintoart.com slash Patreon. They all go there, and you can support us for as little as a dollar a month, or if you sign up for our $10 tier, you can participate in the monthly Lean Into Art Creative Labs, the accountability call, where a gentle deadline can help you show up to be you know, a little bit more productive, and you can share what you're, what's blocking you, what's... Uh, what steps you want to take next in your next creative project in a safe space with fellow leaners. Another great way you can help the show is to buy the products we make. And the thing that I make that I hope you will buy is Boulder and Fleet Adventures for Hire. When you're a small bird like Fleet, the world is a dangerous place. Sure, there are local constabularies in the villages and towns, but the wild spaces in between are governed by a single rule. Might makes right. Bandits, fire skeletons, wizards, and all sorts of nasty supernatural and super scientific creatures lurk in the woods ready to pounce on the helpless small fry. But Fleet is far from helpless. Plucky and ambitious, she's gone into business to make the world safer one adventure at a time. And if she happens to become the most rich and famous adventurer in the bargain, hey, that's not bad either. Her partner is Boulder, a bear with a boatload of muscle and courage. Only problem is that he'd rather chat up the locals than and have a good meal than punch the bad guys. In fact, he hates fighting altogether, complicating Fleet's plans for fame and fortune. Still, she's a bright light in an otherwise, or he's a bright light in an otherwise darkish world. So Fleet's glad of his friendship, even if it means having to pencil convince him to go on adventures into her day planner. You can find this book and more books that I make at books.jdrozd.com. And yeah, and thanks, Jersey. Another thing that you can check out, something that I make, is a blog. I am writing at interactive-storyteller.com very frequently. I'm wrapping up my daily practice after 100 days, but there'll be plenty of articles coming up ahead. Uh, podcasts, I, this is where the Polytechnicast lives. And you can read stuff like this article uh, where I reflect on off-the-cuff clarity. And it's actually, you know, from a bit of preparation where it's not really an accident to, to sound clear. And I dive into all kinds of things related to UX. I even celebrate things we make at Lean Into Art, comics, all kinds of stuff. Go check out interactive-storyteller.com. Put it in your favorite RSS reader and you'll get lots of fresh creative articles in your reader. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, so we got to choose what practice we get to do next. Mm -hmm. Let me go to our, we have, we have a, a, a bit of a little bit of a bucket with some ideas that we've been kicking around, but yeah, that's, what do you think, that man? is true. That is true. Um, there's, uh, hmm. <laughs> so, it's it's always it is helpful to 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 have some kind of you know uh, I don't know nourishing list of helpful stuff right I mean we all make lists and uh, references and sources stuff like that uh, plans anyway so yeah we we have a little bit of a cue in the two minute practice uh, I mean we generated that's that was the first practice if you remember it was about thinking of what you would want to practice in two minutes. <laughs> oh, I forgot that about that. <laughs> no, that that's very much us. That sounds like something we would do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, that that is interesting as far as like how do you connect with this? How could you make the most use of it? Um, and uh, like what 
it's almost, I mean, it's, it's about getting intentional about what you'd want to, you know, make this kind of thing about. And I thought, and I think, I mean, a lot of our intent as far as what we want, we, we knew that the, the practice of practicing was, was going to be a big deal, but then we've, we've bumped into all kinds of interesting observations along the way that, you know, things that sort of, uh, kinds of practices that we thought would be, yeah, we're going to just work that in because it'll be, you know, we totally want to level up in business things and marketing things and stuff like that. But those practices eh, <laughs> haven't been as, you know, easy to jump into. And, and we certainly don't go yeah. there as frequently as what I thought in the beginning. But No, we don't. And I, I think a takeaway that I have from that is that I think we if we do another marketing one or business practice one mm. it needs to be so hyper granular right mm. um something that i think about in my comics courses and when i train teaching artists is that i tell them um you can't be too specific right you can it, it seems like oh well i have to have a, if it's an hour class i have to talk about you know, anatomy, perspective, fabric folds, uh, you know, viewing angle and, you know, a point of view because it's all interrelated. I'm like, you can do an hour on how lines work, right? Let's just focus on lines. What do lines do? They show distance. They show emotion. They show shape. They show texture. Boom. You can go down the zillion. Rabbit. So now let's even get more granular. How about let's do an hour on how lines show texture. Don't think about close and far away. Don't think about contour and shape and volume. All we're thinking about is texture, right? So I feel like if we did do a marketing one, I would say, can we find a way to get like so hyper granular that what it looks like we're doing is super simple, but we're actually generating a lot of mapping of, mm. of like our thoughts on this hyper specific aspect of it. Does that make sense? It really does. I mean, one of the reasons to get specific is a little bit uh, of, you know, it's, resonant with some of your observations from earlier in this episode where, um, you know, having those constraints and, uh, you know, you've got the, the Bert in the Ernie of, you know, to, <laughs> uh, sort of, uh, you, you get to get more focused. You get to, um, experience less stress over the ambiguity, even if it feels freeing at first, it becomes um, like like what quicksand was when I was growing up, like a dangerous trap. But it's not really, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Turns out, but <laughs> I don't know. Consult your own references on quicksand. But um, but sort of casual right. TV dramas and action shows, they lied. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah yeah. It's like I think when we did some of our business. Uh, two minute practices, one of the things that made it emotionally expensive for me was navigating all that ambiguity. Right. Yeah. Whereas if you said like, can you sit down and brainstorm in two minutes, as many words as possible that represent how you think you meet the world, there's something right. Um, that's, that's mm -hmm. very, it's, it's more specific. I would say, can you narrow it even more? Yeah. How do you meet the world as a designer? How do you meet the world as a cartoonist? How do you meet the world as like pick a I would, specific if you lane? Spice that up a little bit with um, how you meet the world and and others meet you, right? Mm. Where mm. yeah, so for the marketing, I think you know you think of the function of it, it's to um, to help others become aware, 
of of what you mm-hmm. what you do. And and so like when I divide up my business tasks, I think of you know when I'm making stuff, when I'm marketing stuff, and when I'm merchandising stuff. And marketing is 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 getting the awareness there and the motivation to them, but you know find it and do something with it. But the merchandising is is making it effective when someone has made that choice, right? So it's like oh Rob, Rob, this is good. Yeah, you're thinking okay, okay. What I'm hearing and responding to is the idea of not brainstorming what I think I am, but what other people have given me as a reaction to me. Mm. Yeah. I think that's fascinating. I have not done that. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I have not done that. I have not done any work in that direction of thinking about like, how, how has the world received me in terms of comments, reactions, uh, you know, exchanges? Um, there you I don't go. know. What do you think? Mind that experience. Okay. I'm, I'm all for it. This sounds, this sounds doable in a two minute sense because the mechanic, the prompt is what you just described. Um, like sort of, uh, generate a list of what you've heard and, and how the world responds to you and doing, you know, what you care about doing something like that. My, I paraphrased it, but, but what that, no, that's great. That that's prompt great. Yeah. and then just capture a list, um, sticky notes, note cards, whatever works. Um, I have I have a couple uh, immediately that comes to mind as I have saved in my Google Photos um, essays that my students have written about me in other lessons at school. So like the parents were kind enough to give me the gift of like taking a picture of the actual essay and then email it to me. And in two of them, one of the things they they're the the first characteristic they say about me is he smiles and laughs a lot. <laughs> like that's the first thing to think of like and i think about that i'm like yeah you know what grown-ups don't give themselves permission to do that very much and i bet that that's probably like it stands out when i'm around like a 10 year old and they say something that's truly funny and i actually laugh at it Mm. but he smiles and laughs a lot that would be one of the first things i'd put in my practice (laughs) Uh, which that's a brainstorm that's the beginning that can turn into okay well so maybe my presence could be defined as joyful or playful, right? We could take it and run with it. But the, the main idea for me, what I hope to get out of it is just collecting language that I haven't thought about. And and what it also points to that I like is it goes to this idea of like, for a lot of people, we remember negative feedback a lot more readily and emotionally than we do positive feedback, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. it is. Um, I... I, it's been a it's been a while since I've read research on it, but it's the um, uh, I cannot remember what the it's 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 one of the the logical fallacies and cognitive biases, right? And mm. and I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, it's it's it takes uh, and I can't remember. I'm I'm totally in broad brush in this, but basically, if you get one bit of you know negative feedback, it takes like uh, you know five to eight times the the positive feedback to sort of balance that out or what have you and it just yeah i mean we're it's if you think about we're we're wired to look for danger right i mean it's it's Mm -hmm. it's, that has a function but then as a you know helping your creative business um it's not as much danger focused so hopefully there's you know yeah this is a good way to 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 just let the positive sink in and and that's what Mm -hmm. that's what we're here talking about too is like let's gather a list I, i want this to be about what you've heard that's positive right you if you want to do the you know go down the you know f- face the the 
the Darth Vader that's actually you inside the mask or whatever, that's fine. But maybe make that a different exercise. Like let yourself go to what you have you heard that is the, um, you know, well-met response that others have, have shared back with you. Yeah. And I'm going to grab them all. Uh, one of the ones I got just yesterday on uh, a painting of cats that I did was I like it <laughs> like <laughs> that. That counts. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, thanks, Rob. I think we've got a mm-hmm. thing to do, a practice to try. And I think it's going to be a positive one. Um, all right. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This is kind of businessy, but I don't think I'm, I, I think it's specific enough. So let's see where it goes. All right. All right. Well, then with that, I think it's time for me to hit the music, mm-hmm. right? And get out of here. And I'll say, let's all try to gather some kind of list of positive feedback we've received on things that we've made that we care about or services that we perform that we care about. And remember, two minutes is a findable amount of time. Play along with our chosen practice or hack the hack the game. Play, Do your own version of it. Put your own flavor into it. And choose your practice, set a timer, and you can always share your experience and the work, you know, the, the you know, the artifacts of your labor and your practice in the Lean Into Art Discord, which is at leanintoart.com slash discord. And you can share in the challenges quests channel. Rob? We'll be back in another two weeks with the follow-up two-minute practice and a fresh prompt for you to try. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody.